listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm so excited for you to be joining me this week for another edition of Something to Think About. This episode has a very special companion to it in that I recorded this live training just a couple days ago on Facebook, and so we are putting up the video of the training on YouTube for you guys. In fact, all of our uh, She Rises episodes are also uploaded on YouTube every week. So if you're not listening to it in your car and you prefer to listen to the podcast every week on YouTube, you can do that. It also makes it easier for sharing with your friends. And so go on over to YouTube. We'll put the link in the show notes so you have that at easy access for you to find that episode if you want to watch the video. Otherwise, uh, you can listen in on the audio here. We are continuing the topic of healing this week. It's one of my favorite topics. It's been, I would say, my personal and professional obsession for well over 20 years. I'm going to say maybe even 25 at this point. And it is a personal um, topic for me. It's something that I feel passionate about. And it's something that, you know, at my very, very core of why I think I'm here and part of my purpose is that I believe that I'm a healer. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there are a lot of healers out there. But I do use that word and, you know, I I don't use it lightly. And I have to tell you, I had a real problem with using that word um, up until very recently, actually, just just last year. And the reason for that is because I think that word healer has been co-opted by religion and it's been co-opted by, you know, the airy-fairy side of, let's say, the New Age movement. And, And so that word has almost become this, like, you know, roll your eyes, like, ugh, kind of thing. Or this really religious, almost dangerous thing like, who are you? How dare you call yourself a healer? But in fact, I think that we're all healers. <laughs> I don't think that I'm special and that I'm the only healer and I certainly don't walk on water. I think that we're all healers. And part of my uh, purpose here as a healer is actually to wake up the healer in all of you. And this episode is dedicated to that. We're taking a last episode called um, Something to Think About that was the our first one, we're taking that to the next level with this episode. So if you didn't get a chance to hear that one, we'll also put a link in the show notes for you to listen to that episode that was recorded a few weeks ago. And this week's episode is a little bit of a continuation on that. And I hope you can really hear my passion and my enthusiasm in this episode. It is a topic that I love talking about and I hope that we can continue the conversation. So enjoy the show. And as always, if it really spoke to you and you feel like it will help someone or assist someone in somehow changing their mindset and seeing their position um, or their illness, whatever that might be from a different perspective, share it with them, won't you? It's my joy to have this message go out to as many, many people as possible to really spread the word that you are your own healer. So enjoy the episode. And again, Again, thanks for joining me. 
For those of you that don't know me, I want to introduce myself to you. I'm Giovanna Caposa. I'm a master coach and I am the host of She Rises podcast. And something that many of you probably don't know about me because it feels like another lifetime ago, although it's still very much a part of me and the work that I do. And that is that I'm an alternative medicine doctor by trade and by background. And what that means is my very early beginnings into entrepreneurship were running a clinical practice that I had for nearly eight years, which involved all my studies as a homeopathic doctor or homeopath as it's called, and botanical medicine as well as holistic nutrition and what else did I do biofeedback analysis and all kinds of great stuff studied energy work for a very very long time and really I've been on this healing track for well over 20 years now I started uh, quite young and why I'm bringing this to you today is because I want to talk to you about a topic that is really really super important and that I personally have had a massive aha around another aha lately and that is about healing and actually accessing your body's wisdom. So let me take you back a little bit because way back when I started off on this track, I started off from a mindset of I have problem A and I want to find solution B to fix problem A. Can anyone relate to that that is listening to this, right? This is what we do. We have a problem and we seek to problem solve and find a solution. And while that level of thinking and that level of consciousness is great, and very useful for probably a lot of things in our lives. <laughs> Lori says, yep. It's not really useful when it comes to coming into a higher consciousness. And I'll get into that a little bit in a moment. So when I was younger, I had an issue, which by the way, I'm still dealing with. And that was the issue that I wasn't happy with my body. I didn't like my body. I couldn't seem to lose weight no matter what I did. And I wanted to find a solution. I wanted to find a way to figure this out. And so that's what got me started on the health track. And eventually it served me because I, I created a business out of it. I was able to serve hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of patients that came in that were under my care. And I felt very, very fulfilled that I was able to change people's lives and improve their health and their well-being and yet there was something missing in it for me. There was that little nagging thing that just felt mechanical. It felt like I was just kept fixing people and fixing and fixing. And after a while, it just didn't feel really good. It felt really awful to me. And that was sort of why I call that my past life, right? Because it was something that I, I did for a very long time. And it was very, very much part of my identity. And who I prided myself on being on was this healing practitioner, a healer, you know, an alternative medicine doctor with the white coat syndrome and everything, right? And I prided myself on that and I felt very identified with that. So when it started to unravel for me, when it started to not feel good, it felt really bad. Um, I had a lot of guilt that came up and a lot of shame because I thought, what, like you've spent how many years and how many thousands of dollars learning this and now you're leaving it behind? And at the time, it felt like I was leaving it behind. Now it feels like I fully integrated it in a new way, which is what I want to share with you guys today. But at the time, it was very much something that I felt I had to leave behind and abandon until I can adapt a new mindset. So why am I here talking to you guys today? And I wanted to just give you that little background so you know where I'm coming from. I'm here talking to you guys today because I want to talk to you about true health and healing. 
And I've done uh, podcasts around this topic before. I've done, you know, different talks and seminars in, in my past incarnation around this topic. And what I have always felt was missing was this piece around our higher consciousness. So I have some notes here. So if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my notes. And I wanted to make sure that I got everything in this for you guys, that I have everything in there. So I became a healer very much to fix myself and then to fix other people. And I took pride in that and I loved it until I got totally burnt out. Again, something was missing for me. It didn't feel right. So I wanna go back to even before this began, which was my spiritual journey. And in that spiritual journey and in the journey that I'm still on today, it's a journey about expanding consciousness. It's a journey about actually remembering who you are. So the, the higher consciousness that we are, or the I am presence that we are, that doesn't get sick. That doesn't have a weight problem, you know, up and down a few pounds here and there. That, you know, that, that one doesn't have laryngitis, you know, that one doesn't have arthritis or any of the itises, right? And that presence is just pure presence. It's pure consciousness. It's the I am presence. And we've all heard spiritual teachers throughout the years and even now talking about this I am presence. Now, it's really, really important to hold this piece. And I, I want to hold it here for you guys. We'll just suspend it in the air here, right? We'll hold it here and pause on that. Because where I don't want to go in this training is I don't want to go to the place where everyone says, well, you know, my I am presence is not sick. And so I'm going to go off my meds and I'm going to stop taking my depression medication. And and I'm not I'm just going to eat Big Macs all day because it doesn't matter because my I am presence doesn't need to watch her weight. No. OK, that is not what I'm saying here. So let's take this piece and we'll put it up here right there. I'm going to pause it. And that's not what I'm saying here. And this is where a lot of students of spiritual work get really confused. I'm a student of the Course in Miracles, and there's a line, several lines in the Course in Miracles that talk about you are not a body and you aren't. The you with a capital Y is not a body. It's an essence. It's a consciousness. And so that presence, that I am presence in you is the part that is not a body, is the part that does not get sick. However, we are living in time and space where there is fear and there is, let's, for the lack of a better term, call it a lower consciousness. And for so long as we are here in this frequency, shall we say, and for so long as we have fear around any of our conditions, whatever they are, we need to keep doing the special diet. You know, we need to keep taking care of this vessel that holds the I am presence, right? So I want to say that right up front, this isn't a training that is telling you to go off your medication. That's not what I'm saying. Nor is this a training that is saying that you are in any way, shape to blame for any kind of illness that you're suffering from now. So way back in the day, when I first started into the new age wacky world of, you know, my family calls me the witch doctor. So let's call it witch doctory. <laughs> When I started on this journey, there was very much this new age kind of uh, rationale that you create your reality. And while that is very true that you create your reality, what ended up coming from that was this very, I'm going to call it damaging place where I have a cold all of a sudden and I created this. 
which I did, but then it went to, oh, you know, what was I thinking? And and it started to become a place where even the spiritual students and even spiritual seekers were actually starting to blame themselves for having created the thing. Now, the ego is a very wily coyote, as I call him. He's very tricky, he or she. And it's a very tricky part of our mind, that split mind that we have. And that ego part is the piece that will trick you into further shaming yourself for having created some kind of illness. So you are not to blame. You know, if you were born with some kind of issue, congenital or otherwise, if you caught the flu last week, if you have a weight problem, if you, you know, have something wrong with your body, back pain or any kind of pain, yes, you created it. And I'll go into that in a minute. But it is not for you to have that awareness, to hold that as a place to further shame yourself or to blame yourself for having created it. Nor is it a place I want to add for you to really start to go in and rummage through all the what did I do and what, how, how did I create this? And oh, it's because my mother and da, 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 da. And there is value in that, right? So I don't want to completely negate that. There is value in some of that. And there's also the place where that keeps us stuck in the story and it keeps us riding around on the um, the Ferris wheel. And again, it's another trick of the ego trying to get you to fix it and find what the issue is. And it's really toxic. And it really just starts to be pseudo spiritualism, right? It's It feels like we're doing the work. But what we're doing is we're kind of spitting around in the story. So again, I don't want to take away from any of those tools that have you do that because I use a lot of that with my clients. But that's not the place we want to dwell in, okay? So why does the body get sick? It took me a really long time to figure this out because I had the mindset still that the body gets sick because of our thoughts and our beliefs. And that is true to a degree, but what it had me doing was spinning and trying to fix all the different thoughts and beliefs, right? So again, I was still doing the fixer thing. I wasn't doing it with you know, supplements and medications and stuff like that. But I was still trying to fix the thing, right? There's still something wrong. There's still that thing that is wrong. And I was just just like a squirrel searching for a nut. And it was making me nuts. I'll be really, really honest with you. So why is the statement that I am sick because of my thoughts and beliefs true? And why is it untrue? So it is true because your mind is a powerful thing. And because your thoughts and your beliefs will create your reality. In fact, you know, I have a lamp in front of me right now. And right now it's there's white light coming through it because the lampshade I have on it, it has this white kind of glow to it. And it's a white color. If I remove that and put on a blue lampshade or I put a blue scarf over that, the light that is going to come out of that will be blue, right? So what does that mean? It means that our filter, right? So how we are filtering our perception of our reality is going to create the reality we see. Now, the light is always white. The light, right? Your I am presence is always white. Didn't change. What changed was the filter or the colored scarf that I put on top of that. So it is true that your thoughts and beliefs will create your reality and thus your physical health and where it is, no, I won't say untrue, but where it gets sticky is that we start to rummage around for all the different thoughts and all the b- different beliefs. Like there are all these different things. And I have a secret for you guys. There is only one thought or belief that makes you sick. 
And it is the thought or the belief in your vulnerability as a body, meaning your body has a weakness to it. And it is your belief in your separation from source. So I'm going to say that again. If you take all those thoughts and all those beliefs, they all condense down into one thought, which is actually the emotion of fear, right? Because we only have fear and love. And if you're not in love, you're in fear. And so that fear is that we are separated from source and that our body is somehow vulnerable to attack. And I want to add something there. Your body is vulnerable to attack. It is vulnerable to the attack of your thoughts and beliefs. However, the one, or I would say two, um, thoughts or beliefs that are really at the root of everything. It doesn't matter if the thought or the belief is about your mother or your father or that your brother did this one thing. And it's all about living in the past, dwelling in the past, or worrying and having anxiety about the future. So I want you to think about that. Those are the only two things that cause illness staying stuck in the past and rummaging around in the past or worrying and having anxiety about some future event that is out of your control, that feels out of your control and that may or may not happen. So the past and the future, right? Where is illness not present? Just like Eckhart Tolle and many spiritual teachers tell you, it is not present in the now. So the now is that part of our consciousness that is pure. As I said before, that I am presence. Let's pick that up again, right? Let's bring it back in. So that I am presence is that pure, pure state of being. The body can appear to be sick because, again, in this vibrational frequency and in this time and space reality that we live in, the body will appear to be sick. And the body will continue to be sick as long as we attack it with thoughts of the past or the future. So I want you to think about that because this is a concept that just recently, it's been blowing my mind in little bits and pieces, but just recently blew my mind wide open. Because again, the traditional mindset is, well, find each individual belief and work on each individual belief, right? Like go to a practitioner that does belief work and let's take every individual belief and let's dismantle all of them. And I don't want to take away the value in that because for some people, there is value in that. But if we really simplify it down, guys, if we really, really simplify it down, it is those two attack thoughts and only those two attack thoughts that actually make your body sick. So I want to rewind the tape now and I want to go back to my beginnings as a homeopath. In homeopathy, we study something called the vital life force. People have called it vitality. It's the animating spirit or the animating force that lives within all of us that is self-correcting and self-guiding and is there to heal itself. We all have that, right? We all have that within us. And there is a way that you can communicate with that. For example, in my clinical practice, and even now, I use applied kinesiology or muscle testing quite often. I've taught it to some of my clients as a way to start getting re-embodied, right, back in touch with their body and what the body desires. In fact, in the morning when I'm going to take my supplements that I take, I don't just take them across the board because they're there. I will muscle test which one does my body require this morning. And so there is a way that you can communicate with this vitality and this life force within you. It's also a way, by the way, applied uh, kinesiology or muscle testing. It's also speaking to that subconscious mind or that 
that place that holds our higher truth. So that's a tool that you can use to get in touch with that. But the accessing the power of your healing is accessing the place where the future doesn't matter and the past doesn't matter. And I'm going to share with you a real uh, example. And this is something that happened to me just last week. So I have what they would call gallbladder disease. I think that sounds totally intense and a little cray cray, but that's apparently what I have. And what that means is the little, the little purse that is attached to my liver and digestive system that holds the bile to emulsify fats called the gallbladder is full of tiny little jewels, or as my ultrasound therapist called it a couple of years back, um, it's full of diamonds. And I actually like that much, much better than full of stones, but it's there. And for reasons that I can go into, and we'll be here another hour, I created that illness. I created those stones. If you look at what the gallbladder represents, it's repressed anger and resentment. And I, I created that. I created that by blocking in and locking in all this emotional stuff and making it real, making the story of all that stuff real. And it's not. <laughs> now I can see that, but they're there. So they decided to pay me a visit last week or two weeks ago. And I had what they would call a gallbladder attack. And I love that they call it that. And actually, I was talking to my mentor coach and uh, he was saying to me, that sounds kind of funny. Like he's like, I'm picturing like a little gallbladder running down the street with like an axe. And I just started laughing because it does sound like that. Right. But it's interesting that it's called an attack. And why that's interesting is because when I look back, what I had been doing up until that attack is attacking myself. I was attacking myself with thoughts of the future. I was worried about an upcoming move I have, about whether I was going to find an apartment. And I just, I mean, I'm talking, I was turning the, oh, the proverbial mohill into a mountain, right? And it was pretty intense and I was repeating an old pattern, which I can now see. And so it led up to this beautiful organ in my body, which I'm so grateful for, who always gets me back in line and always puts me back on track. And she, I call her a she, she was talking to me and I wasn't listening. And then she spoke to me very, very, very loudly. And in the middle of one of the most excruciating attacks, and for anyone out there listening that has had a gallbladder attack or kidney stones uh, or given birth to a child, okay, my sister also has gallbladder stones and she's, she's given birth to two children naturally. And she said, I would rather have two more children. That's how much pain it is. I have not given birth to a child, so I can only take her word for it. It is excruciating. It feels like you're going to die. In fact, if it gets bad enough, um, and I won't get into the details of it, if it gets bad enough, you can. Like, you can get an infection and die. And it says I've had kidney stones. Thank you, sister. Yeah. So in the middle of this attack, I remembered this piece of wisdom. I remembered that I was stressing out. And even in the attack, I was like, what could I do? What could I take? You know, should I go to the hospital? Should I... Um, should I this? Should I that? I was just in this anxiety filled. What should I do? And how do I fix this? And then in the middle at the height of my pain, I just basically surrendered. And I said, you know what? There's nothing I can do in this moment. It's going to either pass or it's going to kill me. Now I was being responsible. I was, I know the signs to look for and I was checking for jaundice and all the emergency stuff. So 
everyone watching, I was being responsible. And yet I was in anxiety. I was in the throes of anxiety because I needed to fix this thing. And finally, I remembered these lessons from the course and what I've shared with you here today. And I literally surrendered and said, there's nothing I need to do here except be in the now. And I got into this place where everything just became present and now. And I will kid you not, the pain disappeared within seconds. It started to dissipate and dissipate and dissipate to the point that I fell asleep and it was gone, practically gone the next day. I would say it was there one to 2%. So in all my years of study and in all my years of knowing this stuff and having other direct experiences, this was the most profound direct experience. And so I wanted to share it with you guys because I am really, really passionate about being a healer. I'm really passionate. You guys probably hear this in my in my uh, voice. I'm passionate about empowering people with this information that yes, don't go off the diets. I'm not going to go start eating, you know, Big Macs now and, and go off of the plan that I have to feel good in my body. Because I understand that I'm an I am presence. I'm not going to just abandon that. And for those of you listening, I don't expect you to just abandon, you know, the medication you're taking for whatever illness you have or depression. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I'm saying is that you can access you can access the true healing of your body by getting your thoughts into the I am into the now with every single breath you take. As my Course in Miracles teacher says, Lisa, watch your mind like a hawk, which is what I've been doing since that day. And I have to tell you, when you start watching your mind like a hawk, it's pretty crazy. This thing up there, it's pretty crazy. And the thoughts will cycle back and the anxiety might come back and you might start noticing, I'm worrying about this piece and I'm worrying about that. And if you can find and start to strengthen that muscle within you, that actually has you come back to this place of understanding and knowing who you are in this now, which is that higher consciousness that I am presence, that presence is not sick. That presence is not struggling with an illness. They're not, they're definitely not struggling with the 20 pounds I think I'm struggling with. (laughs) They're not struggling with your arthritis and they're not even struggling with your depression, right? That I am presence is completely healed and perfect. So again, just reiterating that the new way of healing for all of us needs to incorporate this healing of the mind. And again, I don't mean necessarily regurgitating all the old beliefs and writing a whole list of stories of that's not going to be helpful to you. There is a place for that. And there's, and there's therapy models and there's even coaching models, which I also use within my coaching where that is beneficial. And then there's a place where it's completely not. So How we get sick is that we attack ourselves by living in the past and living in the future with worry and anxiety or regret and shame. Okay, so the past talks about regret and shame and the future talks about anxiety and fear. And none of those places exist. They don't exist. And therefore, if we can continue practicing to get ourselves back into this centered place where we're just accepting the present now moment, you will be surprised how this completely starts to liberate your body. And it will take some time for some of you. And it's taking some time for me with some of my stuff. But I have to tell you, 
in a moment where you are dying of pain in complete agony and this clicks in and the pain goes away, that's a miracle. It is a miracle and I want to share it with you guys because deep down at my roots, I still consider myself a healer and I still consider myself someone who is passionately advocating for you to teach you to heal yourself, not to become dependent on anything or anyone else, but to really, really teach you to heal yourself. So I hope this was beneficial to you guys. I hope you can hear my passion talking about this. I absolutely love this topic. Thank you for sticking out with all the noise or audio issues that we had for those of you that are here. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope this was useful. If it was, and if you know someone who will benefit from hearing this message, share it with your friends. I'm so passionate about this and about teaching people to really Get control of your mind that makes you nuts. I want to continue this conversation and I want this to really um, penetrate for you guys deep down in a place where we can start to get this because healing is so much more than just having symptoms go away. That's not true healing. That's a Band-Aid solution. True healing comes from remembering who you are and remembering the power of who you are. So I want to leave you guys with that. Love you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 